Hey, good day, you good motherfuckers. Welcome back to another episode of Hoops and I am finally joined here with Tony. Say what's up. What's up? It's been a minute, been a minute, you know, like, he's been busy, so I've been rocking solo. Um, how do you think of my job? How do you think I've been doing solo? Um, I think the Jerry West material is easily your best material. I think that's a bit biased. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> Me personally, I like um, I like the Hakeem Sim. It's just near the end. You could hear I was kind of getting sick of him. It was just like just retire at this point. You know what I mean? Like, especially me. It was like it was kind of like real life though. It was like right near the end where like he just didn't matter. That's what it felt like. Like his career sim was like very close to like what it was in real life, which is kind of scary. But um, I enjoyed it a lot. Did you? Do you think Hakeem? lived up to your expectations did he disappoint no. you no did he disappoint you yeah I, mean, yeah, I don't think his longevity was as good in the sim yeah I mean he was random though like he was all over the place I mean mm-hmm. that is basketball game to be fair that's yeah. what it's about it's about randomness so like we'll give I mean you can't really give slack to people cause like everyone's on the same boat it's like everyone's gonna be random you know what I mean um, you guys mm-hmm. are probably wondering, what is today's episode about? To be quite frankly honest, we don't know. <laughs> Originally, we had the idea to do top 50, but, um, you know, time just didn't want to work with us and all that. So um, That's a lot of players, though, to do a top 50. Yeah, like, we need more time. Like, we can't just do it, like, well, I messaged him around 6 a.m. my time, 6.37. Like, I did not have enough time. To do a top 50 <laughs> properly without it actually being rushed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if you want it, like, properly done, you're going to have to wait for that. But, um, yeah. So, um, so Tony, the other day I was on 2K, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're just going to be talking about basketball. It's just going to be random. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If not, well, then fuck you. Then leave, fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't want to call you. <laughs> Okay, we don't want to call him that. Okay, um, I am sorry for Tony's um erratic behavior. <laughs> well, you know, cunts a term of endearment in Australia. Of endearment, no, it's just yeah. literally, it literally means nothing of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a term of endearment. It means like, oh, you know, you're my you're my best mate. You know. Oh, I mean, it actually. Well, I mean, it depends on like how you say it and who you're talking to. Like, yeah. If you're talking, if you're just talking to someone random, of course they're gonna take effect to that. Like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and like, why are you calling me that for? Like, it obviously that word does actually have some meaning, but like most of the time, you really only say it like if you're either really mad or if like they're a close mate. But um, I was on two K twenty the other day. Yes, I didn't two K twenty one because I don't play video games like that anymore. I, I simply they don't... say twenty two is really good. Not to cut you off. Yeah, heard twenty two is really good. Yeah, I've heard as well. Like, I'm actually, I'm actually interested. I mean, that's also another reason why I stopped playing is because two K is just trash. Yeah, he's passing now. Is literally a DVD player. Really? <laughs> I just watch that's... movies on it now. Oh, I just watch Netflix and shit. Yeah. Oh, you know, it also is a an HBO, um, Max and thing. That's all it does. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Damn it, my charges. Anyways, so I was playing 2K, yeah? I'm going to actually shut down my laptop for a bit. 
was playing 2K and um, I used the 7071 Lakers. But what I did is I got all in their prime world, Elgin and West. Yeah. And I versed a bunch of teams. First, I faced, I faced the 8586 Celtics. Um, my, my game plan was I put, um, so I played Bailey at the four, well, at the five, obviously. And what I did is I played um, two free zone against the Celtics. And like I did a mixture of on ball and off ball. I put West on Bird. Because I was like, that Ericsson guy is like six foot. He can knock out Larry Bird. Um, that's the Leave problem. Keith Ericsson alone. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, he's short. Like, that's the problem with that Lakers team. Other than Wilt, their team's hella small. And especially in yeah. 2K, they only really have like, pretty much it's only the starting five. But like, And 2K has West's like height kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. I think one version of Jerry West is six foot. Yeah, I changed it to um six two. That's well, which isn't even really how tall he is. Isn't but... he six four? He's like six four and three quarters. That's what I thought. You know, when I play two K again, I'm making him six four now because like in his prime, he's only six two, and I was like, huh? I thought he was taller than that. Yeah, Basketball Reference has him at six three. West himself said he was six four and three quarters. So I, and I've seen him next to Pete, like Oscar. Like isn't you can Oscar... tell, he's definitely not. Um... Isn't Oscar six six? I believe so. I'm not good with heights or players' numbers that well, actually, to be honest. Well, I'm good with heights. I'm not good with player numbers. It's like, oh, how do you not know? Like, you know who he is, but you don't know the number. Well, I don't give a damn what number he wears. Everyone goes to friggin' a million teams. All it matters that I know who he is. But yeah. to the point, um, at first, it was like, it was back and forth. But, oh, my God, Will Chamberlain, a prime Will, <laughs> I could not <laughs> deal with that. By the way, I had fatigue off as well because, like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, I still did run the rotation though. I still did run a seven man rotation. So, um, West didn't come off until literally the third quarter. And I only subbed him mm-hmm. off for like two minutes because, like, you guys say they played a lot of minutes. So, he, I mean, if there was fatigue, I'd be screwed. But, like, well, you know, yeah. fatigue really should be adjusted for those players because they would play so many minutes. So it's really not fair. Yeah, exactly. That's why I had fatigue off because it's like, this is just, you can call me a yeah. cheater, whatever. I, I'm actually the type of guy who like, like I like fatigue on because it makes it realistic, but like that was just impossible. Like there's no way it would be any team if fatigue was on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just how, like you're literally running at best a seven man rotation. And that sixth and seventh man is like terrible. Like they wouldn't even be in the league today if we're going off 2K ratings wise. Yeah, well, 2K ratings always fuck up the bench. Uh... Yeah, it's like, bro, what, what's the best player? 69 off the bench? Some shit like that. Like it's a 68 center. I'm like, bro, what the hell am I supposed to do with him? Anyways, <clears throat> um, West was cooking. Like they couldn't really guard West. Um, I played, uh, I think the score was like 120 to 86, just demolished them because the Celtics are really easy to um, read, is they run like, um, it's like they run like a couple of curls for Larry Bird, and it's like either Larry Bird gets at the top of the three-point line and they like run a pick and roll and that's it, or um, they give Bird a post-up. Every time he posts it up on West, I would send a double with Baylor, and then I would like, so I'd use Baylor real quick, and then when I see like... Kevin McHale's cutting to the rim, I'd switch to Wilt and like just keep rotating. It's about being smart. I'm pretty good with my with my um 
rotations in defense. Like, I understand it. It's just sometimes 2K doesn't want to, you know, do what you say. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. Then I versed the 95-96 Bulls. They gave me a problem. Obviously, I put Western Jordan. Um, Ron Harper was actually giving me problems at the start. That was because, no, that was because of... um. I wasn't really playing good with West. I was just kind of being like Curry with him for no reason at all. <laughs> but Bayless got 15 points in the first quarter. Dennis Rodman could not. I mean, it was because of the fast break. And um, the funny thing is, you would think I posted up with Will. I barely posted up with him. And I, like, I, well, I didn't dominate because like the game was back and forth for a lot of the game. But um, down the fourth near the stretch, I was like, fuck this. They brought Luke Longley and me move. Wilt scored 20 in the fourth quarter, and that was all his points. Wow. Because I was using West. West wasn't actually the lean scorer. Nor was the Baylor. It was Gal Goodrich. Mm-hmm. Because every time they doubled me with West, I just passed it to Goodrich, and I greened every single shot I, I took. Of it. I'm not even joking. Every single one. I think he got 30 points. West, mm. West only had like... 24, I think. Well, had 20 and Baylor had like 27. Yeah, and then like I don't I don't remember what other three had, nor do I care. But that game was really close. Um, I won by 10 though. I don't yeah. remember the exact score, but that was good. Then I faced the 15-16 Cavaliers. Out of all the teams, that team actually gave me the most problems. And the reason why is because of someone named J.R. Smith. Um... I don't know why Gail Goodrich just could guard him. <laughs> and obviously, I'm not going to take a West off Kyrie for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I, it wasn't me because, like I said, I play I play a lot of mix of on-ball and off-ball because, like, you need to play a mix of both because, like, you need to play off-ball for the screens. <clears throat> you know what I mean? But every time when I switched off-board, yes, Smith would just, like, rise over Goodrich and make a bucket. He was not the lean scorer, thank God. That would just kill me. Um, I won by eight. <clears throat> West put up 50, 10, and 10. So we like that. We had 20 blocks. <laughs> Damn. It was because every time they drove, I just like, nope. The only problem which I really had was, though, was that um, at one point, I've never seen 2K do this, which really threw me off. They put Kevin Love at the five. Ooh, that's actually that's but, interesting, though. Like... It's not like that's a surprise. Like, in real life, that would make the most sense. No, in real life, that would make sense, yeah. 2K, I've never seen that happen. So I was like, wait, what? So, like, I kind of got forced to pick. So, like, what I did is I played, like, I played a 2-3 zone, but it was, like, a broken 2-3 zone. So, like, um, no, not 2-3, sorry, 3-2 zone. Because yeah. a 2-3 zone would get killed against that Cavaliers team. I played a free 2 zone, except it was like a mix. So like um, every time when I went to the right side, I would actually bring Will up and I would use my wing defender to drop down. And then when they would double, I would bring in Will and then I just rotate. It sounds stupid, but it actually worked for me. So okay. if, it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> but Kevin Love in the first quarter, he had 18 points. Yeah, Kevin Love really cooked me in the first quarter. And he wasn't even playing center because I had Baylor. It was because I had Erickson on him, that's why. Cause... Well, you know, Elgin on Love would be great. But this is Actually, a very good matchup game. for uh, Elgin. 
but there's a guy named Mr. LeBron James who have the guard. So um, that's true. Well, LeBron is an X factor with it. That that makes that matchup really tricky. Exactly. That's that's. So what I end up doing is I had to play the center off the bench. He actually played more than Erickson simply because I needed size. No, which Laker team were you using again? The seventy seventy one Lakers. Oh, mm. yeah. Do they have Happy Harrison by then? I only had seven guys. They had they had West. Goodridge, Erickson, Baylor, Wolf, and then they had a center and a shooting guard. That was it. Okay, well, in real life, they have Happy Harrison. He would help with that. You could honestly put Harrison on um, Love, and I think it would perfectly compensate. <clears throat> well, there wasn't that, so I was fucked. Yeah. And every and the thing is Robinson, which is bad. I think that's his name. Is it? I don't know who the center is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, um, you have to realize maybe because that's all they could license. Yeah, so, I, know, like, I know. I know that's. I know that's the reasoning why. I'm so saying, I, you know, he's probably you know, a bench player, <laughs> like really, like not like the fifteenth man on the team. Oh, you don't know who it is. What was his name? You said like Robinson, something like that. He was a center. I think. Go look. On, look on two K. You'll be able to like. If okay, you go on 2K, they have a guy named Rick Robertson. Is he a center? Yeah. <laughs> It might be him. Um, yeah, as you can clearly see, today's episode is not really about actually just like having a debate or anything. This is just chill. Yeah. Um, and it's just really good to just have a convo, you know what I mean? So I need to turn my laptop back on. Because I'm now I'm curious. Who is this guy? Who is this? Who is this guy who got cooked by Kevin Love? Because every time then when I put him on the court, that, now the problem was that Kevin Love was just posting him up and just bullying him, like with post photos and stuff. And because there's a lot of quickness, it's terrible. I, I was screwed either way, but I won. And then this is the team which I lost to. I lost to the fifteen sixteen Warriors mm. by two points. It was just uh-huh. a matchup from hell. It was just a matchup from hell. I could not keep up with Iggy and all that on the fast break, like. Yes, Wilt, Wilt had 15 blocks. It wasn't that. It was Ericsson again. He was just... He's just terrible. And I couldn't play big. Because if I played big, I would get screwed. Yeah. So it was just a nightmare. I mean, West cooked Curry. Like, <laughs> I, well, he cooked him. But after a while, they actually put Clay on me. But then I just used Goodrich and I cooked Curry. So it was it was um whoever offense on Curry pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whoever like whoever Curry was on, just just go at him. Um so what was it? Let's go on two K um seventy seventy. But yeah, um do you have any stories to say about anything? About your um, or not? Hmm. Two K twenty one, there you go. I don't. Yeah, I haven't played two K in a while. Yeah, it's Rick Robinson. You know, so I don't have any two K stories. Okay. Oh, no, just, just just anything, just anything, really. Okay. Oh, Hold on, give me a sec. Oh, Eric, wait. Oh, wait. They added one more guy into the team. His name's Fred. Fred Hatzel. Pardon? Is that the guy, that the guy who you're talking about? No. No, Rick Robertson? Is that who you mentioned? No, no, no. So they've got West Baylor, Gary Goodrich, Ojin Baylor, this Fred guy. Fred Hetzel? Yeah, is that the guy who you're talking about? 
No, the senator's name is Rick Robertson. No, not the senator. The one who's uh, talking about Kevin Love match up. Oh, Happy Harrison. Oh, I'm happy. happy. Well, we got Fred. You got How Anthony. is Happy Harrison? <sighs> that well, is so got... stupid, 2K. Well, I mean, he's a small 46, eh? He's a lot better than having a small 46 foot trying to guard Kevin Love, isn't he? The thing with Happy Harrison is, like, he would li- I I think he would be great. Like, okay, well, is he on the 70? No, it wouldn't make sense. He'd be on both. Because they have the 72 Lakers on there. No, I don't, I don't think so. They do anymore. Really? They don't have them anymore? I don't think so. Why would they need two, though? Because... Well, you have to realize all these teams, these old classic teams are, like, leftover um, challenge. There was something... If you remember 2K12? 2K12, what about him? Okay, remember in 2K12 they had like those the the challenges with like got the classic teams and shit. Yes, I remember that. I remember. All, a lot of these teams are they're called the Jordan challenges or some shit like that. Yeah, a lot of these teams are just leftover Jordan challenge teams that they just never took out the game. Yeah. Um. Funny thing is, is that um, I actually played it on the Wii. So like. Me too. Oh, the Wii is so fun. That version is <laughs> so fun. I mean, the jump shots are god awful. Like. Oh yeah, terrible. but like once you actually get used to it, you don't miss. You barely miss. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. The guy could be like, I think my favorite player to use was actually um Danilo Gallinari. I would always drop at least thirty five of him. I don't know. <laughs> and he was even like, <laughs> it's always Gallinari. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's in sim or on the Wii. Well then, let's talk about our Wii experience. There you go. We can transition to that. Who was your favorite team to use in the Wii in two K twelve? Oh, the Heat. The heat, well, that's yeah. obviously the heat. Mine, <laughs> what, what I what I really like to do is I like to do a lot of rebuilds. The rebuilds were a lot harder back then. Like I'm, yeah. Um, um so what it did is, um, I think my favorite team to use was the Thunder because of Durant. Durant's mm. jump shot was so easy to, on the Wii. That's true. If you guys for the younger generation, if you don't know what the Wii is, I know you have the Wii Switch, whatever the fuck it's called. The Wii is literally like this console where you'd have a controller in your hand and like you'd have like a sensor thing and that's how you would play. So if you're wondering how you played basketball, you'd literally have to flick your wrist like you're playing basketball in a way. But don't actually fling it because then you're just a retard because that's going right into the TV. That's why they had a strap. Um, Did you play Wii Sports? Yeah, I did actually. Uh, what was your what what sport were you the best at? Mine was easily tennis. I was just a god. Oh yeah, at tennis. tennis was so fun. I would I, I would say tennis <laughs> as well. I remember when I was twelve, I broke my wrist yeah, or arm, but whatever the one, because I broke both of them. I just can't remember when, which was when, and I played boxing with a cast on, and I won seven matches in a row. Oh, it hurt. Damn. Trust me, it hurt. It hurt like hell trying to punch, like. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but back to 2K. Um, what do you remember from that 2K? Those challenges were ridiculously hard, though. I, I don't know why. They were just... Especially in the Wii, they were hard as hell for me, personally. So, what teams would you rebuild, though? Oh, what te- I rebuild every team. I'm just always like that. I rebuild literally okay. every single team. Uh, I think my most successful one, for what I remember, because this was a while ago. Like, this is at least three years ago. Yeah, I played it again. Not, well, it's, that's still long ago, but I think my most successful team was the Grizzlies. If I'm not mistaken, I had Conley, DeMar, 
I traded Rudy Gay for the mall. So he got he does end up going to Toronto like he did in real life, just not who did the Raptors who did the Grizzlies actually get for Rudy Gay? I can't remember. Mm, I actually have, I don't know because I know he got traded. I just don't remember. Do you remember for who? I'm trying to think. Let me search up a Rudy Gay trade. <laughs> See, that's how you know it's random when we're searching about Rudy Gay. Yep. Rudy Gay trade to Raptors. Okay, who did he get traded for? It was for Chuck Hayes, Vasquez, <laughs> John Salmons, Patrick Patterson. Oh, wait. Wow. Wait, what? Oh, no, that was... Wait, wait, wait I'm so confused. Rudy Gay traded... Okay, this is from 2013. That was in 2017. My bad. So they, yeah, so they traded Memphis, then ships. Wait, I'm so confused. Wait, so the Grizzlies, Raptors, and Pistons agreed to a six-player trade. Oh, oh God. The Grizzlies in the midst of a money-motivated maker of acquired forward Ed Davidson, veteran guard Jose Carter, and in the deal that also sent back up central no one gives a fuck to the Raptors. Memphis then ships Carter into Detroit for Austin Day and Tayshon Prince. The Grizzlies also received a 2013 second-round pick from Toronto as part of the deal. The Dallas works. Yeah. So this, what? Dallas, what was it? Who the hell did Rudy Gay get So that's what Memphis got? Memphis got uh, Austin Day, Tayshon Prince, and a second-round pick. Wow. Oh, and Ed Davis and Jose Carter. That's just terrible. I guess at the time, though, it's not the worst trade in the world. Yes, that is the worst trade. You literally traded in the uh, all-star caliber player. But at the time, it's not the worst trade in the world. I understand why, because they were trying to, like, Rudy Gay was a me, me, me type of guy, as Grizzlies is, like, the we, we, we. That sounds wrong, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they're a we team. As Rudy Gay was a me, like, I'm that guy type player. So it makes sense, but you literally got a bag of chips for an all-star. Type caliber player. He was at the time still. Maybe not an all-star, but borderline. Definitely borderline at minimum. So, um, I think the hardest the hardest team to rebuild was the Raptors because they had no future other than DeMar Lowry. The best player was actually a 74. I remember. The best player was a 74 overall, Leonardo Barbosa. That's how you know you're bad. Yeah. How? And also, the 2K ratings back then was so harsh. I think... Mike Miller's like a 65. I think, Damn. yeah. Also, like, um, Joel Anthony was like a 50. Something, something really, I mean, he was terrible, but, um, yeah. Also, on YouTube the other day, um, I was actually watching the Celtics and Heat game, Eastern Conference game two, sorry, mm-hmm. in the first year they got together. Um, I'm going to break down what I saw there. So, um, do you remember that series? Yeah. You from 20, which one? This is the first year they got together. So when they had Elgowskis, baby. Okay. So um, what I noticed straight away is that um, Paul Pierce very looked um, very assertive. I know why, because he got um, techni- he got thrown out the first game for what they mentioned like so many times, Jesus Christ. Um, they just, it was really hard to, I guess, to like take it all in because they were both playing bad defense. Um, Bibi. Really? Yeah. 
they were both playing bad defense for like their standards. I wouldn't say the defense was bad in that series. So. No, I'm talking about that game, game two, because I've only watched. Oh, it. okay. Because it's on YouTube and I'm watching the rest of it, so that's what I've been doing while the off season is happening. I'm rewatching old games because that's the type of guy I am. I prefer old games than old ones. Simple as that. Cry about it if you want. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, like I was watching it. Um, Rondo looked. Rondo looked good. It's just like you could really see how he hurt the team also with his lack of spacing. Um, the Ken- I agree. Kendrick Perkins not being there just killed him. That's what really, like, killed him. Like, in my opinion, that's what ended their franchise. When they traded with Kendrick Perkins away, that was it for them. I understand why they did it, though. Oh, we get in a younger guy, you know what I mean, who who can get a bucket, at, not at any time, but, like, he's another shot creator who they can add next to Pierce, Allen. Not really Garnett, but, like, you know what I mean? But I would still was... call Garnett a bucket getter, though, at that point. He could still score. When I think of Shockred, I think of a guy who can, like, take you off the dribble and pull up. Like, that's my... So, like, he was a Shockred, just not in that sort of way of how I mold a Shockred. Okay. But he is a he is a shot yeah. creator yeah, definitely. for his size, though. Like, yeah, you can't expect Wilt to, like, take you off the dribble, really. Right. Yeah, if Wilt... Okay, actually, you're talking about that, because we're just transitioning to random shit. What do you think would have made Will Chamberlain the goat? Because let's think of it. Will isn't playoff that. resilience. Playoff resiliency, and also if he, not being that's selfish. It. Not even if he if he still averaged fifty points in the playoffs, he's a goat. You think so? forty five? He's a goat. If yeah. he got better, if he was averaging sixty in the playoffs, he's a goat. Okay, <laughs> I feel like also like his lack of um, commitment to shit really hurt. Fifty points in playoffs, sure to go. He was. <laughs> that, that's all he cares about. He's like fifty points. I mean, because well, it's, kind of, it's ridiculous to think about that. A guy who scored a hundred points in the NBA isn't even top ten. Well, I have him tenth. I don't. Like you, I already told you my top ten. Yeah, I have him tenth. Like, but he's tenth, but by a thread because um, here's the thing with Will. It's it, a lot of people. The argument for Will is that um. Well, even though he gets worse, um, his numbers are still rem- remarkable, which is yeah, true. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you can't, like, because of what his standard is, that looks bad. Yeah. You, you can't go from 50 to um to, to 35 and then say, well, <laughs> you know what, it's still really good. It, <laughs> it is still really good, but... You can't drop off by, like, 20. Yeah, like, like if Wes were to drop off by 20, he'd be... A non-factor, right? Yeah. Sure. If LeBron were to drop off by twenty, being Wilt is so great, he can drop off by twenty and, and still, still be a great ten. player. Well, arguably, well, uh, to me, I think he is top ten. Like even, even when because I, I, I don't know why. I slander Wilt more than anybody, but I've been arguing for him lately because I feel like he's gotten too underrated by a lot of people now. Fair enough. Well, I mean, um, that's the problem with, like, with, like, um, this basketball community is, like, once they convince you and they convince everyone, then, like, everyone just forgets about their own argument. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, like, you can never win. Yeah. <laughs> you can never well, win. Well, I mean, that's a problem with, like, no matter how good the page is, like, 
once people get some once some people get convinced of something you people really are resistant to being unconvinced of yeah, it. yeah i know right it's like they won't accept something for an answer like the other day yeah you saw the poll of ingram and sabonis out yeah. of all people I just laughed. I was like, out of all the places well, I put, yeah. I was like, it depends. <clears throat> like that poll is weird because if Ingram was better defensive player, I'd give it to him like without a doubt. But they're both really poverty on defense. I mean, it's really just pick them. I I wouldn't want to have Ingram's either one of them. Defense and Sabonis though, and he has more. He has way much more potential defensively <sighs> than what Sabonis does. In his I don't know. They're both poverty on defense. Okay, but the thing is, Brandon Ingram has shown flashes of being a good defender. And he has. As a Sabonis, you don't see anything at all. You don't see a glimpse <laughs> of hope. Well, well, you know, we'll see this coming season. We'll, we'll have to see. Because they're both still yeah. really young. So No, but I'm saying, like, I just kind of laughed. I was like, out of all the players who I thought would have won, I thought Shea was going to clear Ingram. Like, that's what I said. If well, Shea but, wins, I wasn't going to be mad because... But wouldn't you... I think you could argue well, Sabonis is just a better offensive player than Ingram. Really? You think so? I think you would have to argue like he, if well if you're arguing for him is my like you would have to say he's just a way better offensive player. Do you do you believe that though? <sighs> because look, Sabonis. Okay, I call him the poor man's Nikola Jokic because he is. He's an amazing playmaker for his position. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you count him as, he is a center, but he's playing power forward. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's, he's a bad shooter though. Um, he's got, he's great at post-up. I already mentioned great playmaker. Other than that though, it's like not that much really. Like, he's not a guy who you can just give the ball to and be like, go get me a bucket. You really can't. And he hurts the team a lot because even though he's a great playmaker, sometimes he's just selfish. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of that is still him ironing out, like, his game. Yeah, I know. And I'm not saying that's, like, that's bad. I'm just saying, like, that's why I have Ingram over Sabonis. Because he hurts hurts the team at times. He really does. Because the offense will be flowing, and then they just give it to him, and then, like, he takes, like, six six dribbles to post up someone. Like, I think it depends on who you... Because... You could argue, although I think Ingram got better this season from last season. I know a lot of people would argue he didn't get better. Yeah, um, because of the stats. But, like, you can yeah. just see, like, it was just, like, slight things. Like, his defense did improve a bit. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, drastic, like, damn, Ingram's a good defender now, or even decent. It's just, he, like, you can tell he's taking strides each year, like, small strides. Like, his defense got a bit better. His playmaking got a bit better. Just, he's, like... Uh, like, I know IQ isn't really a thing you measure, but, like, you can tell his IQ and, like, the understanding of the game is a bit better. Um, yeah. Shout out to JJ Reddick because of um, Brandon Ingram was on his podcast, like, eight months ago. I remember when I saw it, like, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I was so happy I listened to it. It says, um, what JJ said about Ingram is that he's a guy who loves to watch film. Like, like he just loves watching it. As Like, he said... Most young guys don't like doing that, which is a big plus. That has to do with his IQ. Because when you watch stuff and you understand them, or your IQ for that becomes better. Yeah. That's I feel like Ingram just has that natural... Like, he's already just a natural scorer. Like, it just comes like second nature to him. Then you add all the film he watches and all that. That's why I believe Ingram is just a better player to have. Like, he just... He has... Even though he's a quiet guy, I feel like he does have the potential, like, like way later in his career, to be a leader. 
<clears throat> like, I'm not talking about like being the best player in the championship team. I'm talking about like a locker room leader. I think what I I have to see because <clears throat> I lean towards Ingram being better than Sabonis. Um, because I actually I I mean I think I still would rather have Jalen Brown as opposed to, um, uh, both of them. But that's just me. Um, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna get into that anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue him at this moment. Yeah. So I'd rather have Brown over uh, Ingram, and because, like, again, I I can't tolerate people who aren't. Too, I you have to be a two way player for me. Yeah, I understand that. Um, did you? Because see- you have to realize, like, when Ingram plays, let's say we gotta play Levin, we gotta play LeBron. He is you. You have to game plan around that. You have to game plan. You have to compensate for Ingram being so poor defensively. And it's just not worth it. I'd rather have. Not that Brown is gonna stop. Uh, I feel anybody. like Brown's defense is a bit overrated compared to what he actually is. Um. Well. Well. How do you rate his defense? Is my question. Pardon. Like what? What do you rate? Like what do you rank him defensively? Like what was he usually rank? <clears throat> defensively that would make him overrated no i feel like people like say like he's an elite defender like that's what i hear he's not... oh no he's not an elite defender no yeah that's what i'm saying people still consider him elite defender he's uh, me personally i feel like he's better as a rookie defensively than what he is now <clears throat> that's me personally and that might be a hot take but i think that's just due to intensity as a rookie yeah i mean if that is what it is then fine but like Hustle is still a part of defense at the end of the day. That's why Patrick. That's why everyone believes Patrick Beverly's a good defender when he's not. But he's a. All right, where do you rank Patrick Beverly? That's where. That's how we're gonna set the standards. Where do you rank Beverly? Um, <clears throat> a tier, but be- a tier or two below elite. I would say he's a good defender because he's good. He's good. he's just high yeah. intensity, you know. Yeah, like he is. Like he's still got the IQ for it. And his like um his defense isn't bad whatsoever. Like he understands it. Like he can he's not the best, obviously. Like you would have a lot you'd rather have a lot more people over Beverly where people are like, Oh, give me Patrick Beverly, give me like no. And it's funny because casuals always like, Oh, who's the best defender now? Kawhi. <laughs> Kawhi hasn't been the best defender in a couple of years. No. I mean to be fair though, Kawhi is still well, a very good defender. He's not a league no more. Which is, that was the one thing which the Clippers always had for them. Well, well that's what they're... Um, no, she's supposed to be known for. Yeah, known for. It was like, you have Beverly, George, um, Kawhi, like three elite defenders. I think Paul George is the best defender of all of them. I mean, Beverly's not the same anymore, but... Can we agree with that? Yeah. Well, right now, anyways. Obviously, all time. Well, you know, you know, here's the thing. I think... When players get older and they get more established in the regular season, at least, like they get complacent, like they don't have that same intensity that makes them elite. Always have to realize Kawhi's dealt with injuries and they're elite in stretches. Like you'll see Kawhi if he needs to be elite for like a five minute stretch, he can be. I think that's what just athletes do is they get better. Yeah. Um. To go off topic again, because that's what this podcast has been so far. Um, I was watching a video, and I'm on the website right now. The Bleacher Report did a 2016 redraft, and they just did the best player. Not, I think that's what we should do. We'll do another redraft if you want to, but we'll do off best player. 
And I went stuff up the, the year this time. Because I was going a couple years too far, my guys. <laughs> That's my bad. So, yeah. um, so for Philly, they still had Ben Simmons being picked number one. I mm. highly disagree. <clears throat> mm. Okay. Um, at number two, know. they have Jamal Murray going to... Okay, what? <laughs> Crack. Number okay. three, they have Jalen Brown. Okay. Number four, they have Sabonis. So you can see Brandon Ingram drops really bad. Why did Ingram, Ingram drop like a brick? Ingram goes in number five. That's just stupid. But I would, I would. Mm. I'm going to read out the top. I'm going to read out the top fifteen before I even rage. Number six, Siakam to Pelicans. Sure. Seven, Fred Van Yeet. Number eight, Malcolm Brogdon of Malcolm Hog, as I like to call him. Number nine, Buddy Hield. By the way, one guy is so underrated. It's not even funny. Number ten, Jakob Pertl. Number 11 is Jonte Murray. Number 12 is Zubak. And number 13 is the guy who's talking about. But I'm going to skip him. I'll go number 14, 15, then I'll say 13. 14, Caruso, and 15, um, Derek Jones Jr. Oh, also this guy. He should be in the top 15. Easy. Malik Beasley at number 16. I'm taking him over most places I just said. At number 13, they have Karis Levert. That is just stupid. Okay, Karis is better than Zubak, Murray, Pirtle, Healed. He has an argument for Brogdon. I would personally have Levert over Brogdon because of the potential. And having taken Levert right now, it's still pretty good. You know what I mean? And he helps the team as Brogdon hurts the team. So, Okay. What would your order be? Not off fit anymore. We're just going off best player now. Um, Brown, Ingram, um, probably Brown, Ingram. Well, do kind of factor in fit, but like, don't fit it. Like, don't factor it as the big thing. You know what I mean? Well, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna say, fuck it. Brown, Ingram. uh, Then I think that's kind of hard. Not really. Um, Well, I'm trying to think who's in that draft. I don't have it like in front. I just told you. Oh, yeah, but I, I didn't. I, I don't have um like memory like that. Those names I, are gone. <laughs> that gone. Give me a sec. Um, do you have your laptop next to you? Sure. Yeah. I'll call you on Discord. See, as you guys can see, um, I'm not even gonna edit this out. This today's gonna be a no edit video. Screw, screw it. Oh, you know what? I have. I can just look it up right here. I have it. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Or I can send uh, you the link. I would just probably help. Okay. I'll send um, it to you on Discord. Uh, I, would, I would go Simmons third. Here you go. <laughs> Bet. Okay. So I would, me, I would go obviously Ingram first. I've already, already made the argument for why Ingram is number one. And if now we're going off just best player available for the Lakers, give me Jalen Brown because Kobe is gone. They're going to need a guy who can play defense. Um, They're going to need a shot creator. I mean, Brandon, so we're thinking. Right? Wait, they took Jamal Murray second? Yeah, I literally just said Jamal Murray went second. I like register they said that. Yeah, they have Murray going up. Yep. Ever Brown to that. Yep. <laughs> um he's gonna be great. Obviously that first year he's not gonna do good, but I mean he you can't get that much worse than Brandon Ingram's rookie year. <laughs> so like <laughs> just take it how it is, to be honest. Like, for that Lakers team at the time, Brown fits better than Ingram because they need 
a defensive guy more, and Ingram fits more for Philly than Brown because they need a shot creator rather than a defender. So that's my argument of why taking Ingram over Brown because I already believe Ingram is the better player, but like you want to argue Brown is better. Like you say, Brown's a better player, but fit wise, Ingram makes more sense. So that's when you have to put in fit when it comes to stuff like this because they already have the defensive guy in Embiid, they already have Roko. They already have um fuck who's on their team. TJ McConnell, I guess. Like they don't need defenders like that, you know what I mean? As they yeah. need a guy who gets a bucket as the Lakers, they need a defender. They have bucket getters, they have Clarkson, Dealer, Lou Williams. So that's my reasoning why Jalen Brown goes number two. And number three. So I'm trying to register fit and the best player. So I'm not gonna be ridiculous like how what what having someone like Carol Savoka third, no. Um number third Looking at this team, I'm trying to remember who's on their team. So fifth, this is the 15-16 season. So um, what they have Isaiah Bradley, Jay Crowder. Um, I don't think did they have Amy Johnson? Yeah, they had Amy Johnson. I'm pretty sure. And Horford, they didn't have Horford yet. They got Horford that year, right? Yeah, they got mm-hmm. that year in free agency, but they haven't taken Horford yet. So give me some bonus. <clears throat> Yeah, give me DeMontis Sabonis at number three. Actually, no, no, no. I changed my mind. Give me Ben Simmons, and I'm running him at. Yeah, seven. I was about to call you. I'm, I was about to say crack, but I am, I am fully on board now. I've convinced myself fully. Ben Simmons is a center. You run Isaiah Bradley, Crowder, Johnson, and Ben Here Simmons defensive. Whoa! We... <laughs> <laughs> Every episode with you, it's always um, <laughs> some. He should be a center. <laughs> Because he is. Until someone can fully convince me that he should not play a center and that he well, wouldn't and that he wouldn't be a top ten center, I will stop. I won't stop. I, I don't even know where to begin the debunk that. Like where do I even start? Because it's random, but I do have a good point. Ben Simmons, what? If you rank him in the center, if I'm going off centers now, so you go with me Jokic, Embiid, Gobert. Cat, bam, then I'll take Ben over DeAndre Aiden. Because while well, Ben does what Aiden does, it's better. Am I wrong? Okay. What? Am I wrong? I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't want to think about this. Like, it's it's bothering my brain to try to rationalize. Why, it's It's... The thing is, this is what the podcast is about. It's about hot takes. I'm giving you a hot take. Ben Simmons at Central. It's not even a hot take. It's like a random take. Like, you're the only person who has this take. It's like as hot as it gets, actually. Yes, because it's a hot take, but it's a smart take. Because I'm giving good logical reasoning. It's not like I'm just saying it and spinning bullshit out of my ass truth. I need to, I need to think to debunk this, because it doesn't make sense. Okay, you have a guy who's 6'10", yeah? So he's got the height to play. How? Too. But what playmaking is he gonna be doing from fucking under the bat? Like, what playmaking is he doing? Because you're running a lot of pick and rolls and stuff. And then what they're gonna do? Like I said, okay, because now you don't have Damian. But, but, but okay, but wait, wait, can, wait, can wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what the fuck do you do with Embiid? No, that's what I'm saying. Ben Simmons on his own team at center. Okay. Not under sixes. You've. I said that, not on the Sixers. I actually said that the last episode. We did this together. I said, if Ben Simmons right. is on his own team, 
Not on the sixes, hell no. So if you're doing it from this redraft perspective, yeah, and let's say Ben is healthy, he doesn't miss his rookie year. You're running pick and rolls with Isaiah, yeah? Correct? That's what you would do a lot with. Okay. That's what you do with any team. You run a lot of pick and rolls. <laughs> it's the most simplest play in basketball. You run a pick and roll with Isaiah. <clears throat> they're gonna they're gonna put most of the attention to Isaiah, correct? Most likely. So what then they're gonna do? They're gonna leave a wide open Ben. Ben is rolling to the basket. It's either Isaiah throws a lob and he gets the ball, like he gets a point, or Ben gets the ball. They rotate and then bam, Ben is passing to a wide open shooter. <clears throat> That's the playmaking he's gonna be giving. And if you want to give him a couple post help, he can do that because Ben at the rim is really efficient. Yes, you take away his biggest flaw that they're leaving him open from twenty feet. You can't do that if he's in the post now. So you get you completely get rid of that um flaw in his game and you make it a positive. Because how are you gonna how are you gonna leave someone open if he's under the basket? That's just stupid then. True. Yeah. Well, you know he's, I don't know. I have to think about this. This makes he's I can get the logic, but I don't like it. Okay, but I'm giving good reasoning, so at least if you can admit that, then I'm fine with it. No, the reasoning makes sense, but I just don't think it works in like actuality. I feel like it could work though. Like if okay, if let's say the Raptors get him, yeah, why not? Like let's say they trade Siakam for Benson's. Why not try that? You know, why would you? Why would you fuck up your guard system? Just try it. You know what I mean? You have Fred VanVleet, Gary Trent Jr. You have Scotty Barnes, you have OG Ananobi, then you have Ben Simmons. That, those three defensively are insane. That is just ridiculous. Like, bro, they're going to switch onto you like hell. Agreed? Okay. You can, okay, so now let's talk about from the Raptors' perspective. Shout out to the Raptors. Raptors deserve a lot more credit for last year's season than what they got, even though they were trash. They played in freaking Florida, my guys. They didn't play in Toronto like how everyone else did. They didn't get to go home. They didn't get to see their family. So a big shout out to them for um sacrificing, you know, their families and all that to play in this NBA. Because if they said no, they have a right to. Yeah. Like they didn't have to give up their family to play. Like, yes, I get it, they're contracted players. But if you're really gonna be that, then you just an asshole and you just don't care about people. <laughs> so Ben Simmons has the lateral quickness to switch on to anybody. If he's playing center, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's already originally going to start in the centers, and if you switch on the guard, well then, is that going to bother him? Because it's just simply him doing what he did last year, just guarding guards. Like, it's nothing out of the ordinary for him. That's what I believe Ben Simmons could be a good center in today's league. I don't. I don't like that you're kind of convincing me of this. I don't know. <laughs> because how am I wrong? Yes, he. Okay, the shot blocking thing will be a problem, but the thing is, is that let's say let's say like he gets trapped in the pick and roll, yeah, like where um, not trapped, like let's say they're defending the pick and roll, yeah, and he has to help up. The one thing which Ben Simmons has against any other center is that he has the quickness to get back, and Ben Simmons is a great um. Shot blocker from the side. You know, I said that last time. I, I didn't. I still know a weak side shot blocker. There you go. Like you can come from behind or from the weak side and block that shit. Yes, he won't be a good straight up shot blocker, but like 
he wouldn't really be asked to do that anyways because you'd probably add great shooters and defensive pieces around him anyways. That's when that's when it comes to the roster because you can't just rely on one person to guard everyone, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And just like, okay. Who's going to let who's going to guard him on a fast break then at center? Who? Cat ain't keeping up with him. Embiid ain't keeping up with him. Gokic definitely ain't keeping up with him. Bam could, but he's too small. DeAndre Aiden ain't keeping up with him. Capella. I, could think... I still just think defensively it doesn't work. I, I made my case. That's It's not only on him, that's when you have to have a good roster around him. Yes, okay, that means you're relying on the team as well, where you should just like... For a center, like that's why I have Bam, because you don't need the team to rely on for Bam to be good. Bam can be Bam. That's where Ben Simmons would have to improve. But what? He's a top top 10 center. He's no debate. As what? Barely even being in a top 10 point guard? Like, that's a big difference. You know what I mean? That's a massive difference. Okay. Are we done now? <laughs> I've made my point pretty. I'll, I'll let you win this one. But you haven't won the war. <laughs> I, I, hey, you just can't, you just can't defeat my logic. I'm a pretty smart guy. It actually comes to using my brain when I want to. So, do you have Ben Simmons going number three as well? Yeah. So yours is Brown Ingram Simmons. Mine's Ingram Brown Simmons. Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. So, pretty much number four Phoenix. Who's in the team? Mister, I don't want to be here. Devin Booker. You give me TJ Warren. You can't shoot for its life at the time. Oh, shout out to TJ Warren as well. That's kind of ridiculous. It's, it's either that be Siakam or... Um, the bonus. It's a bonus, yeah. Because they need a big... Um, I would... For what they have, I think I would take Siakam because of his defense, simply. Yeah. So bonus is a better player, but I think... Because like I said, this is when it comes to... Out of like the two players, that's when it comes to fit. Because like we're not going off like how we did last time. This is when fit does matter. So give me Siakam. Is Sabonis a better player? Yes. I don't even think that's a question. Agreed? Yeah. Wow, this upset's long, but who cares? Um, <clears throat> and number five, Minnesota, who's on their team? Um, Levine. I think he played point guard that year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you got Wiggins, you got Cat. Was Rubio on that team, or did he come next year? Because, like, I know the 16-17 roster, but I'm trying to think who's on that team. Let's, let me check. 15, 16, Timber, Wolves. Okay. If Rubio was, was there, that makes a big difference. <clears throat> Tyus Jones. Ricky, okay, Ricky Rubio was there. So, and number Five. Who's left? Sabonis. I, you can't take Sabonis here. Are you really gonna have a front court of Sabonis and Cat? Well, if you're I, just going by um, huh? Well, it depends. Are you just going by best player? I think I'm going off a mixture of both. Like, if we're going off best player, then give me Sabonis. He's the best player available. Um, you know what? Just. Sure, give me some bonus. That that's gonna be a problem though defensively. That is gonna be a massive problem. No. That is like a gigantic black hole. 
type of problem. That that <laughs> offensively would be hella fun to watch. Defensively, not so much. <laughs> You've got three non-defenders in Levine. Because at the time, Cat was not a defender at all. So you give me Levine, Sabonis, and Cat. Oh, God. They're scoring what? 100, they were scoring like 110 points, but they're giving up 130. <laughs> so do you, who do you have at number five? Sabonis. Okay. Number six, the Pelicans. Give me Jamal Murray. I think he would fit great next to Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday can be the guy who okay. doesn't need to score that much. He can be just that defender, give you 18 on decent efficiency, while Murray can be that offensive guy next to AD. I mean, you. I guess, nah, Fred Dinvilly doesn't have an argument for it. I was going to say he does, but nah. Number seven, would you go Fred Vimbley or would you go Brogdon or Karasova? Those are three plays left who you could make an argument for going off this type of tier. Denver, okay. So it, it originally took Murray. So Fred Vimbley would let you just be changing that. Yeah, it'd be like a worse version. Yeah. Actually, give me Brogdon. Yeah. Because he's literally just your more Murray except just the tier below. And better defensively. I mean, Fred Van Vliet's like, uh, Fred Van Vliet's actually pretty good at defense as well. So it's like, it's like, what would you rather? Would you rather the height and like the established right now, or would you rather, because Fred Van Vliet didn't do anything his rookie year, or would you rather the guy who has potential? Because ori- he was originally undrafted. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's a big jump for him. Um, I would take the guy who has potential. So you go Fred Van Yee. Yeah. I'm going Brogdon. But okay. Number eight, Phoenix. Well, Brogdon's I would I think going by who's better, I I would say Brogdon, so therefore I'd take Brogdon. I would actually hot take I'd take Fred Van Vliet because I don't like Brogdon at all. Oh, <laughs> I, just wow. don't. I just don't. I mean you don't get a nickname Broghog if someone likes you. <laughs> sure. No, that is actually very true. I just, I just, I used to love Rogdon as a player. I was like, oh yeah, he's good. Nah, nah. Um, number eight. Does that mean you have Rogdon coming here, or would you take Lever? I think. All right. If we, the thing is, what do you do with that free guard rotation? I think I'll take Lever because at least Lever can play the free. Because this is when fit really does matter, I guess. And I believe Levert is a better player. Just a bit. Actually, no, I'll take Brogdon as a better player, but Levert's not that far behind at all. So give me Levert, because at least he can play the free. You know, why don't you like Brogdon, is my question. Like, besides the Brogdon, why don't you like Brogdon? He's just a hog. It's as simple as that. He hurts the offense more than what he actually helps. He's a ball stopper. Okay. Fair enough. It's just as simple as that. If if uh-huh. you could actually like understand and like get with the flow of the system, then I would like him because he's a good player. I know that. He's a very efficient guy, extremely efficient. You don't average 50, 40, 90 if you ain't efficient. True. Okay. That's true. I mean, I mean Tony Snell got 50, what was it 50, 40, 100? So, yeah. 
Um, so do you have Brogdon going eight or Levert? Because I got Levert. Unless you want to run Devin Booker at the three, which sounds like a horrible plan. No, give me a Levert then. Yeah, number nine. That's off a of fit though, because off a better player than like my our draft orders are different. Off, yeah. Of yeah, if we're going better, yeah, it's way different. Number nine, give me Brogdon then. Simple. He goes to Toronto. I mean, that would be interesting. Larry, Brogdon, the mall. That's nice. I, I mean, that guard, def- that guard rotation defensively is ridiculous with Larry and Brogdon. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it at all. Moving the mall to the free one year earlier, sure. Number 10, it's bet- between Jakob Perto, Buddy Heald, Murray, Zubak, Malik Beasley, Caruso, Derek Jones Jr., I guess. Hmm. I just I just don't think I would really care. <laughs> to be I honest. Mean, at this point, I would say if would... the thing is we're not really doing we're doing like a mixture of what's best and like That's fair. You know what? This yeah. is the box. So you're on the same thing as I am, yeah? Like you're looking yeah. at it right now? Yeah. Yeah, screw it. Give me this is a this is a hot take again. I think today is just we should name it Ty's Hot Takes. <laughs> Give me Mr. Malik Beasley. Okay. I like okay. the potential of him, and he's shown that he's a decent shot creator. I feel like I just have a soft spot for shot creators, like how you do with two-way plays. A shot creator has my heart. Well, the thing with the shot creator, though, it's, so, it's really important, though. Like, people really do undervalue shot creators. I, I'm why overvalued it just a tiny bit. Like, I can admit that, but, like, it's like, at least I always make an argument for everything I say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the one thing which I hold accountable to myself. Is like, if I'm going to say something, I better have at least a somewhat decent reasoning why and be able to back it up. Then there's me, like, for example, if I say, and beats better than Gokic. Why? I don't know. I just said so. Just, uh, if, I said, if I say he's better, he's better. Just take it. Don't you understand <laughs> it? Like, just take it. Like, no. Like... I feel like Malik Beasley, because he's decent defensively, um, that box team, they needed another shot creator. They definitely needed one, because what? You have... Who the point guard was fucking... I can't even remember. <laughs> Who was the point guard? Um, let me check. 15, 16, box. Because like, I don't... I can't remember. Because I know Brogdon showed it in... The next year, but and Eric Bledsoe wasn't there yet because oh, it was Michael Carter Williams and Tyler. Yeah, that, yeah, and Jared Bass. That's all I need to know. Um, I mean, you actually thinking of that more, <clears throat> I changed my pick. <laughs> I mean, Beasley definitely has, has, a, has a key, you want to do it, and I mean, that year was the year they did run point Giannis, right? At yeah. some points. So if you want to do that, you run Giannis at the one, Beasley at the two, um, Middleton at the three, Park at the four, Greg Monroe at the five. Knock yourself out. Give me Mr. Deontay Murray. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but he's pretty much Brogdon, except just without the shot creation. And he's a better defender. 
What, what, who's your 10th pick? Well, now we're not, well, we kind of drifted off because, like, I was still, for me, going by, uh, you know, like, just who's better. Okay. Well, I am still going off who's better, and I'm going off who's better and best. Yeah. And, um, situation wise, because you, because Murray and Beasley definitely have a case against each other, so I'd rather I think take... Murray. Murray, um, yeah, he makes more sense for me at least. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed in in Murray though. I understand he tore his ACL, but like I expected Murray to be a lot like he hasn't. It's not like he's a bust. He's just meh. I mean, he's no, actually he's not even a bust. It's pick twenty nine. What am I on about? But like. I'm just kind of disappointed in Murray in a way. I expected more from him. I expected like 18, 7, and like amazing defense. But that's just me. So 11, OKC. Give me Beasley then. What do you say? You didn't, I feel well. Beasley's, I don't know if that's high or not. That might be a bit high, but I'm, I'm willing to take it. Give me Murray. You give because Durant. So, are we considering that the Durant stays or if he or that he's already left? That's he's the question. Left. He's left. Okay, give me Beasley then for sure. Or actually, <laughs> no, 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 no. Change that. Give me Body Healed. That's what I was thinking. Westbrook. So you. So you, you have a guy who can't shoot, and then you add in statistically one of the best shooters of all time. Statistically, I said statistically. Don't come at me. Stats don't lie. True. So statistically, yeah. you add in the best shooter, one of the best shooters of all time in Buddy Yield. Yeah. Okay. To finish this off, let's just do. Let's just. Let's just talk about this year's upcoming season, just with teams in general, like what we think could happen, stop, like storyline, just anything, just any thoughts you have on this year's upcoming season, because I have quite a few, actually. Um, Lakers win everything, they go for fo-fo, and that's it. Yeah. Biased, question mark? Um, I would say... I'm watching for Boston. Yeah, I feel like Boston's definitely fell under the radar. Because, just because they had a bad year last year, that does that. Ah, that doesn't mean that they're not good. You still have what Brown, Tatum. You still got that dynamic duo. Even though I highly believe that it's never going to work, they're still incredible talents. I will never take that away from Jalen Brown as much as I dislike the Celtics and I dislike Jason Tatum because he hit Brandon Ingram. You don't do that. <laughs> I still give him his credit. They added in Al Horford. I feel like people don't like the Al Horford pickup. I think it's an amazing pickup. It's beautiful because you have a, a guy now, you have size. Yes, he's not. I mean, Al Horford's never been quick mobile, like lateral quickness. But like, he knows the system. <clears throat> if they run the same system because they're going to have a different head coach. Um, he's he's a I don't think he's a great defender anymore. No way near. He's still a decent defender. Agreed. Yeah. 
I need to go if you can stretch the floor a bit because you guys have to remember Alfred played friggin' power forward for some reason and Philly, which still boggles my mind. If that team was in 2010, I think that team wins a championship. That Sixers team. Because how are you going to guard Al Horford and, and Embiid? Like, you're not really going to back then because they're both guys who are good defensive. Well, one's elite defensively. One's at that point of his career, he was still very good, I would say. And then what? Then you add in a friggin' 6'10 point guard. Like, how's are we going to guard that 6'10 point guard? Because shooting didn't matter back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just me personally. And then you have a short grade into bias. And then you have just... Was Seth Curry there then? Or... I'm not sure. I, I couldn't care. Um, what, what else about Boston? So continue Boston take? No, I mean, I can move, I can give another hot take. Okay, I have I have actually quite a few takes of the of the. The Bulls season. are going to be a semifinal team. A semifinal team. Okay. Yeah. Why do you believe that? You'll see. <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. You need to give reasoning. You need You'll to give see. me reasoning. Why? Well, you know, I actually do because now with Lonzo, I think a lot back where Lonzo Levine is going to be. Really good. Yeah, I already know it's going to be good. That's why I'm still jealous. Yep. I have friggin' Devontae Graham is the inefficient, but continue. <laughs> also, I think, don't they have, I have, what's his name now? True. Um, don't they, don't they have, uh, what's the dude who, who I slander all the time? I his name. Like, I'm blanking on his name. Visevich? No. Um, Damal? Yes. This scene in the mid, like, uh, like, like, uh, fucking, like a dude, like a every six year old basketball fan, the mid range, though. Yeah. (laughs) No, but seriously, though, I think that this scene in the East will be really good. I, I believe so as well. I just don't agree with that because I feel like. It's easy though. Just like they get, you just have to win one round. I think they win one round in the play. No, I feel like this team is going to struggle with like getting into the system. I don't think Lonzo will struggle. I feel like it's more Demar, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, no, it'll be Demar. I, it, we'll, just, we'll, just, sure. we'll just see how it all works because Levine's never played with Vucevic. Four of the five, like the only guy who's played with Vucevic is literally Patrick Williams. The other yeah. three haven't played with him, so it's going to be an adjustment. Like they're going to have to adjust a lot to each other. <clears throat> but, yeah, but if, anyone, if anyone can really like fit into the system really quickly, it's this team because Lonzo he's he knows his role. Demar can probably fit in pretty easily because he did become a playmaker. Played power forward, which is still kind of ridiculous to think about. Like that's so crazy. Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen there was a shooting guard. Fast forward five years now as a power forward, like what the fuck? <laughs> Now he's going to move back to the free, but like, the, isn't that crazy to think about? Like, a guy yeah. who was who's terrible defensively is playing power forward. <laughs> um, anything else you have before? <clears throat> no, I would say those are my biggest takes. Okay, I mean, it doesn't have to be a big hot take. It just says if you have just a take in general on the on the season. 
Nah, I think I'm good. Okay, I have a lot. I have quite a lot, actually. Oh, God. Well, I, we, don't, we should do an episode dedicated to hot takes. That's what we should have did today. Yeah, we should have. Well, this isn't this isn't hot takes, though. This is just a take for every team. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> sixes. Ben Simmons is going to be there until the deadline. Ben Simmons, I believe, he just doesn't care about paying that money. That's like chump change to him. He wants off that team so bad he'll pay it. He just doesn't care. And ben, and they're gonna be and they're gonna be paying a guy a bunch of money, not even to play in the court. So good luck, Milwaukee. PJ Tucker is they're gonna feel the effect of PJ Tucker when it comes to the playoffs. PJ Tucker was a very important player for the team. He was a glue guy. And I feel like people have massively underrated the loss of him. They just act like, eh, who cares? You're brought back by reporters. That's all we need. No, trust me. When you go up against Miami again and PJ Tucker's like all over the place, watch. <laughs> um, Phoenix, they're getting eliminated in the first round next year. That's, oh, wow. that's okay. a hot take. I feel like mentally it's going to screw... Chris Paul, because he finally was healthy, and then just like bang, no, he just he played terrible. Well, not terrible, but he played bad in the finals. I don't think he played bad, but for his standards, for his standards, even then, I still don't think he played bad. That's just me, plus I'm a Chris Paul fan, by the way. I like Chris Paul. Yeah, me too. (laughs) There's nothing to dislike to dislike about this guy. It's just I believe he played bad, but yeah. And um, the reasoning why, I just feel like they're going to take a step back this year. Like, Aiden will go forward. Booker, I don't. I feel like he's reached his ceiling now. I don't see how Devin Booker really gets any better other than defensively, but... I, I don't think he's reached his ceiling. I feel like he's hit his peak. But he is, still, he is still only, like, very young. What is he, like, 24, 25, 26? Like, he's still very young. So... Devin Booker, I want you to prove me wrong. This is where one of the takes where I want to be proven wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if Devin Booker comes out and you guys are like, ha, look, Devin... No, I want Devin Booker to play good. I just I just don't really see how he gets that much better, personally. But the Heat, one of the most overrated teams in the NBA. Oh. Kyle Lowry. I disagree. Kyle but... Lowry, because I'm going to save you. I'm sorry. Um, yes, Lowry pickup is great. I also mentioned PJ Soccer. Yes, you have all the deeper. I feel like this team is going to struggle like how the, how like the 18-19 Celtics did. And what I mean by that is ego. I feel like egos are going to get in the way. All, t- Tyler Harris is the cocky guy. It's clear as day. All the deeper still on that team. He's going to be trying to prove a point. Larry was just a franchise guy on the team. Jimmy Butler doesn't back down to anyone. Bam, just bam. He just there. He just, I just what do you want to say? Bam. <laughs> he, he, ain't, he ain't stealing no shots from anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I feel like they have too many egos on their team to coexist. But if anyone can get them together, it's Eric Spolstra. So. That's facts. If. If they do come together, it's not because of the team. It's because of him. Simple as that. I'm not giving credit to no player at all. It's because of exposure. I need to award a credit and award. The Lakers. If 
we lose, we are going to be known as the biggest disappointment in NBA history, and it's not even going to be close. I don't think so. I believe so, because you know how today's media is. They overhype stuff. They're going to... Well, the media overhype it, but the biggest disappointment in my lifetime would be either the 11 Heat or the, what, 13 Lakers? No, trust me, this would be worse, because because of how much the media has hyped us up. Oh, the media like, hyped the 13 Lakers and the 11 Heat yeah, but way they, more, I would say. No, I'm talking about the accolades wise. Like, they're, they're hyping up the accolades so much. You know, they're a gazillion time all-star team together. They have this many MVPs, this many DPOS, blah, 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 blah. That and means nothing, though. I know, but you know how casuals are. Yeah. They look at that and they'll be like, oh, this team, this team, you know, I mean, that should have been, they're the best team of all time, not even the debate. Yep. That's why I believe so. It's not because of what they actually put up. It's because the casuals <laughs> are going to run with all those accolades and they're going to run it straight into the ground. With that take, you know what I mean? And this year, yeah. this isn't a hot take. This is my take. This is um, a win or bust move, not even a debate. Because this team has no potential. They, well, they have two guys, THT and um, Malik Monk to get better. Like, take like big strides, I should say. Other than that, the team has no potential whatsoever. So it's going to be interesting, even if we do win a championship, to see what they do next year. Because, we're, in my opinion, next year we're going to have to trade for a superstar. Because I feel like mm-hmm. if it's not this year, next year, LeBron's going to fall off a cliff. If he doesn't. Also, I guess this could be a hot take. If LeBron James wins a championship, he retires next year. Wow. Okay. Because what does he have to prove left? All he's going to do is just tarnish his record. I mean, his um, legacy by playing another year. Because, yes, and what I think another hot take, this is just the Lakers hot take, is when his son c- comes eligible to be drafted, he's going to unretire and play one game with his son and then retire again. So, well, that's a lot. <laughs> yes, that's a lot. Um, Paces. They've become extremely underrated, and it's just criminally preposterous to even say that they're not even a playing team. I've seen people not even put him in a playing. Wow. If you guys don't remember a couple years ago, they made the playoffs when they were healthy in the bubble. And then they got screwed because of injuries again, because all the deep was just terrible. So Bonus didn't play. I mean, yes, he had, he had Bobble Warren, but then he became Bobble Fraud as soon as he went up Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler locked his ass down. Or as I like to call him, asparagus head. I mean, he does look like he's wearing asparagus, doesn't he? Tad bit. <laughs> Tad bit. Um, Timberwolves, they're going to make the playoffs this year. That's extremely hot take. I know that. They are going to make the playoffs. I think they need to, for just for Cat's sake. Just for Cat's sake. And here's my reasoning why. This team isn't actually bad, as everyone believes. It's just always injuries. You have a guy who can give you 18 and 10 on very met efficiency. You have Malik Beasley, who can give you 18 and 6 and 4 on decent efficiency. Anthony Edwards is probably going to take a step next year. Cat is Cat. Your power forward's decent. And if they, I actually want them to keep Patrick Beverly. 
I feel like Patrick Bradley is going to shock the culture in a good way. Like, I feel like he's going to do what Jimmy Butler tried to do. Do you agree with that? I want to, but I don't... Uh, you know, with Minnesota, I'm so used to things just going wrong for them. I don't... I want to agree with you, but I don't... I don't know. I think... Cause, that's another thing. I just... The season needs to start. <laughs> they uh, will need a what? Sorry? You're... Um, yeah, it's cutting it. Hello. Hello. You're kind of covering the mic, and it's like all muffly. No, I think it's kind of cutting out. Oh, okay. Um, I said I feel like the reason why Beverly can do it is because he's not going to be as upfront and be like, as Jimmy Butler was. He's not going to go call the third stringers and cook him, is he? He's not going yeah. to like attack cat. What I feel like he'll do is he'll be a mentor to Dilo. He'll be a mentor to all the young guys. And then he'll bring in the hustle which they need defensively. I don't feel like Patrick Beverly is the type of guy whose energy feeds off everyone. And if we get Cat trying at 100% of defense, I feel like he could be a, a decent defender, like a slightly above average defender. Dealer hopefully becomes um, a neutral defender. If Dealer was a neutral defender, he would be so much higher on my rankings. It's just he's so bad at, def- at defense. Um, and if we're having one more hot take, let me think of the teams who I really have a thing of. Oh, this is definitely a hot take. Damien Lillard is never going to leave Portland. Is never going to leave Portland? No. I just feel like this guy just... I disagree. I know you're going to disagree. I just feel like he believes loyalty too much. I understand that he said, oh, I'm going to give him a year, but I just don't. I just... I can't see Damian Lillard actually saying to the media, guys, I'm sick of this. I'm requesting a trade or something like that. You know, I, I just don't see it. I don't feel like he's that type of guy. I think he leaves next week. Action. Fair enough. Uh, hey, if Dame... I want Dame to stay in Portland. Like, I want him to leave, but I want him to stay. Well, I want the team to be him. good. Yeah. I'm not going to be mad if he leaves, though. I'm not going to be one of those guys like, how dare you, I'm going to burn you, you... Fucking trader. He deserves to leave. I just don't see him doing it. Yeah. Um, that's all I really have to say about this. Um, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, this is eighty minutes long. Oh that's... yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a big boy full of like just a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> just talk a lot. That's what happens when you're not organized, I guess, guys. Um Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode and peace out. Peace.